0: Hello, friend. Welcome to the Watery De Show podcast. We are so happy to have the pleasure of your company. If this is your first time listening, sit back, relax. We hope you enjoy. If you are coming back because you enjoy our content and you'd like to support us, you can go to our Patreon at www.patreon.com slash warui desho we've got all kinds of fun rewards and bonus content like early access discord roles additional audio and video content all in three budget friendly tiers if you're not able to support us financially no biggie we totally understand if you'd like to help us out uh, for free you can always give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, which helps our discoverability You can follow us on SoundCloud, on Twitter, at waterway Show. You can always send us an email at waterway at gmail.com If you want to correspond with us We may not get to read every correspondence on the show But I can promise you that we do read And try to respond to every single one Because we do love our community Which we hope you'll be a part of Thank you for your kind attention, friend And without further ado, let's get to the show Hello! <laughs> Welcome, ladies, gentlemen, and envies to Watery Desho's stream of thought. We're back. Back again. I told you these um, bars
1: could not contain me!
0: <laughs> never. Although, to be fair, never. like,
1: you know, while you haven't seen it, we do have a private video each week uh, that's been going up on YouTube, and it's just been me, like, sat in a corner, throwing a baseball at, going bum, 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 bum. Yeah, we're out of YouTube prison mm-hmm. at long last. Mm-hmm.
0: That's right. We're we're free. We're free YouTube people to cause more trouble and get banned again. <laughs> <laughs> it's not but,
1: it's not a question or, of if. It's a question of when.
0: It's back. We're gonna do Master of Martial Hearts again. Oh God! And see how it goes. <laughs> no, that's never happening. Um,
1: Keep trying until eventually they don't notice anymore.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Uh, I'm the subtle doctor. I don't know if I said that before, but I remain the subtle doctor. Really? I haven't changed.
1: I, I thought I thought jail changes a man. I thought you were to come out with a new <laughs> new like
0: prison name. <laughs> you
1: know, what's it, What's your what's uh, your what's your prison name now? Is it Bob or something?
0: It's I don't know hard T. <laughs> we'll go with <laughs> hard T. Okay, sure. fair yep. enough. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and uh, above me in your uh, in your video is uh, my main squeeze <laughs> from prison. Uh, it is the hardest working man in pod business. Shadon. Welcome, Shadon. I don't remember that particular version of events happening in YouTube jail. Uh mm. well, there's a reason for that. <laughs> great. Fantastic. Aye. Well, Shadon is here, I'm here. The Vikings are here. We're all here together. And we're here to talk about uh Vinland saga, episode 19, a United Front. Um and
1: You always them 'em nineteen episodes hope... to
0: finally be united. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they've all come together, all the good blonde boys. Uh, thank you. <laughs> thank you, Big Bang. We're we're happy to be back. Uh I guess. Um but, no, we, uh, no, we are
1: absolutely happy to be back, despite the fact that YouTube is uh how do I put this politely? Uh Shite ass! There we go. That's a <laughs> That's a good Re- phrase. Yes, I'm just throwing that out there, mm-hmm. by the way, because I'm hoping that their, you know, new YouTube for kids kids detection algorithm picks up and marks us as not appropriate for kids.
0: We're marked. We are marked manually in, on on uh, in the admin console. I have put a big old check next to the not for kids. I thought my big potty uh, mouth would have uh, given that away first, but you can mm-hmm. never
1: tell with YouTube. Like you know, it gets things a bit backwards all the time.
0: The robots are bad. They're bad there. Um, well,
1: The robots. I mean, did no one ever watch 80s action films? But, you know, post uh, apocalypse films and all that. Did that never happen?
0: I'm, I don't know if if we're, as a channel, ready to come out and say robots are are bad universally. I'm not sure if I'm ready to go there. I think I need some more time. I think we as a species need time with robots to figure out, like... Whether or not there are some good ones among them, Nah, kill them all. I'm making for all you know there may be robots among us now. I may be one, and you may be passing judgment upon me, your friend, in your ignorance. What say you to this? Um, are you gonna? You've (laughs) got to pass the Turing test first, Doc. Give it a go. I can't. So. I know. I've heard of the Turing test. What is the Turing test? Uh, can remind me?
1: can a robot plausibly be mistaken or identified as a human? Put it on the poll. <laughs> is it? Can, oh yeah. You know what? Let's get started. In no time like the present.
0: <laughs> oh boy. Hello, Yukinon, our artist buddy. Welcome. Um, I don't think Yukinon. I can't. I don't think Yuki and I is watching Vinland Saga, but he's still here to support us anyway. And for that, bless you, sir. Bless you, Yuki. We haven't forgotten the uh, the Norman deer and all the other amazing <laughs> things that you drew, the Ski Free Art of the Promise Never uh, oh, that, you was, are watching. that was Good. that was a blessed moment, the Ski Free Art. Good. It was
1: the best. And it's, it's it's funny because it's accurate and <laughs> it's accurate to the show.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I don't blame you for falling off for a while because it's—I really like this show, but it is very fall-offable. Uh, a certain kind of point in the middle there, where if you're doing it week on week, I totally understand how you might be like, mm, "I'm gonna prioritize other things for the next few weeks here." Uh, but we're glad to have you back, uh, back on board. Good ship Vinland weekly discussion. Excuse me. So let's get into it now. Um episode nineteen. Uh well actually so again, uh before we do, you know, the the summary and I remind us all of what happened in episode nineteen, Shadon is gonna remind us of the Twitter polls that, that I took place that I
1: am, for episode 18 that I am indeed I've just also posted a link in the chat for uh, the first and probably most important poll of the entire podcast's lifetime is Doc actually a robot? like you know I'm, I'm, do I, yeah
0: do I pass the test? are you going to
1: have Harrison Ford uh, or Ryan Gosling try and hunt you down Make you do the Voight Cam test? how do you feel about turtles Doc? there's a question oh the right. Voight <laughs> <laughs> Turtle. How do, how do you feel about is, that?
0: glitch 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 of turtles all
1: right so polls from last time episode 18 poll number one are you a true fighter game fan if you've never played clay fighter i haven't played it so uh i, I just put no, yes no, no. this one but people disagree with that 29 said yes 71 said no i still have no fucking clue what it is like it's got clay and it's got fighters in it. that's all i know
0: please play it get on the get on the emulator I, I got uh, and, I, and
1: play it. I got I got things to do like you know meeting women for like you know afternoon tea and uh, painting fine art. It's not what a the fuck. Do you think I elder, do my spare
0: time? It's, it's not a Fallout game. It take you like ten minutes to get the feel of clay fighting. It's not like you need to pour hours and hours into open world questing. You just you know pick bad Mister Frosty and fight blue suede goo, <gasps> Jesus. and then you
1: you get it. Yeah, this guy. No, what do everyone thinks he's a robot? Am I right? By the, end of this, by the end of this podcast, I'm going to make everyone believe you are a robot. Anyway, uh, episode 18, poll number two. Did you tear up when Knut said he wished he was Ragnar's son? Uh, 78% said yes, and 22% are violating health and safety procedures by cooking while listening to our podcast because they said they were cutting up onions. Why, why are you doing that? Come on, folks. You know, you've know got to keep your attention focused on things. You can't just be there like, you know, looking at the person. Hey, that There's a handsome guy. Ah, my finger!
0: Don't do that. Just I don't know how people do the, like, the cook like, streaming themselves cooking. Like, that's a tough one. <laughs> that I is... mean, I'm already bad enough at whatever we you want to call what we do here, but, like, the cooking thing, uh, I would definitely, like, cause an accident.
1: Uh, Ten dollar patrons here for us now, Cooking with Shadon. Uh, it's all awful shit, but, you know, this is how uh-huh. you pour medi- ready meal in the microwave. It's a four and a half minute long podcast. It's great. Uh... <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway The macaroni and cheese edition Yeah, I'm not even a fan <laughs> of that
1: shit um, Anyway Vinland Saga episode 18 Poll number 3 Is Forfid just In a rebellious phase? Hmm Hmm I suppose this also could technically Count for Forkel as come to think Because he really is a child In the man's body uh, But anyway uh, 75% Who among us hasn't Who among us hasn't been In a rebellious phase You know And 21% say No And episode 18 Poll number 4 Is the priest right? uh with respect to his views on like, you know, uh, love, you know, being a kind of discrimination. Uh this was
0: Metaphysics. Qu- this was
1: quite close. Uh forty eight percent said he's onto something and fifty two percent said he's off his rocker. Uh i.e. pissed out of his face. Because that's the priest one. Uh That's how I voted. Comes to think it, we don't see the priest in this episode actually.
0: Is he taking care of his kid?
1: I, I think he's bur- <laughs> I think he's burying it.
0: That Building or he... a new one? No, or, uh,
1: no, no. He's gone to the, he's gone to the orphanage to adopt a new one. By which, I, of
0: course, mean the local pub. Right. <laughs> <It's> a... <laughs> the pub has a very high adoption rate. I think that's the rate of success. Think of a kid real cheap there. <laughs> well, one to one, like hundred percent.
1: This is my new, this is my new son. He's named Stout.
0: <laughs> Funnily enough, that's been. That's the name of my last son. <laughs> the one before that. <laughs> I've, had, I've, had,
1: I've, had, I've had many sons, and they've all died a tragic death. I can't say why. Now, If you'll excuse me, I'm going to finish this one off. Oh, no, it happened again! <laughs> yeah, the priest the priest has like, his main defining attribute is the fact that he's just an alcoholic. Uh, but anyway, that's all the polls from last episode. Thank you very much for everyone who took time. There will be more coming yep. along at this point. If you've already put in your uh, two cents about whether or not Doc is indeed a robot, then the, spoilers, the answer is yes. Please click that button. See? He's trying to, like, you know, trick us by pretending to be a person doing a robot, but in reality, he's a robot to be <laughs> a person doing... It's a double doing...
0: faint. Yeah. Right.
1: I, yeah. Honestly.
0: Yeah. Like, I mean... Am I that transparent? God, I need to update my algorithm. I, mean, I mean, did you not... My have, you,
1: have you never seen Isaac Asimov's Laws of Robotics? Like, first, you know, do no harm to humans. Why why are you doing this to mm-hmm. us, Come on.
0: That's I am... You know, if I if I was a robot, I wouldn't have been able to do that facsimile of a dance because that was indeed harmful to the human beings. Mm. Um that was the first law breaking dance. Um <laughs> well thank you for 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 updating the polls, Shadon. If you want to vote on the polls as they come out uh at We Dash show on Twitter. Indeed. They will be there and they'll be up there for a week. So don't feel like cuz you missed the stream if you're watching on demand uh that you can't vote. We show on Twitter to vote. it. So, um, episode 19, uh, Kyoto, United Front. I didn't know that's what Kyoto meant. That's interesting. Um, Not a lot of time we really have to spend on creatives here because we've talked about all of them before. Um, We got uh, the writing duo, as usual, Hiroshi Seko, our boy, and Keteihara. Uh, And we have, uh, once again, this episode has two directors. Since episode 17, uh, there have been, well, this happened back in episode 10, but then there was a single director for a while, but since, like, the last three weeks, 17, 18, 19, there's been at least two, on one occasion three, episode directors. Mm-hmm. Um, was that's just, interesting was that
1: just so they could give each other piggybacks when they were bored?
0: It's clearly, clearly. The so well, only way from the of studio, them, right? <laughs> one of them can like lay down and get an IV, while the other one stays up for three straight days working, um. And that's probably not that far from the truth, uh. But yeah, we have uh Yoji Sato and uh, Michiru Itabashi. Uh, or, ita, gosh, the font, I'm very uh. It's a tiny font on my screen. Uh Itabisashi Itabishashi Mishiru Ita Bisashi. Gosh. Okay, so um like I said, we've talked about these folks before because we have uh seen them in the director's chair. Uh Sato directed episode two, episode five, and episode twelve before this week. Um, Do you
1: reckon and... they allocated these episodes on like some sort of bingo or like, you know, a uh, lottery? Alright, mm-hmm. we're now drawing them the ticket number for episode 5, and that's number 136. Come on down.
0: <laughs> it's probably people <laughs> just doing other things in the studio, yeah. And they're like, well, this week, why don't you give it a go? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, last week I directed an episode, and this week they just had me fix the fax machine. What's going on here? <laughs> No, surely not. Um, uh, Ita Bisashi directed Episode 4, Episode 9, and Episode 15, and was one of the three directors on Episode 17. So uh, Michiru has gotten quite a bit of work. So uh, look up those videos on YouTube um, or those podcasts in SoundCloud if you want to hear us talk about the previous work. The resumes of those folks Mm -hmm. uh, don't want to necessarily belabor the point uh, by going over it again. So, lots of, you know, Vinland veterans doing the Vinland this week. Alright, are we ready now to go uh, into summary land and talk about what happened this episode? Shadon, are you ready? Punch it. Here we go. So, the beginning of episode uh, 19, Thorfinn uh, wakes up to realize he has a broken arm, and Askalad wants to be his cornerman. And uh, then we get the op. We have uh, Thorkel telling Thorfinn about his dad. In previous episodes, he said, "I'll tell you more if you entertain me." Mm-hmm. And he said Th- Thorkel has been thoroughly entertained. He says, "Look, I'll tell you," and he tells him. Hey, guess what? I'm your great uncle. And your dad was a EK. pussy. Right? <laughs> yep, that's it. He was yep. a complete pussy. Completely what... Turned tail, what he says Turned,
1: tail, and <laughs> ran. What a complete
0: and utter wimp. <laughs> um, no, he actually, like, really sings the praises of the guy. You know, says, like, ah, when he died, I was weeping and was pissed off and... You know uh a little while later was it i guess three weeks later he was like sleeping on the roof <laughs> the roof of thor's house <laughs> he really had a totally difficult dr- time getting over it totally drunk i mean it's just the sleeping on the roof of his house like you know now, now that i'm
1: now that i'm a homeowner uh, by the way youtube only folks welcome to my new uh digs as it were uh, same digs <laughs> as before just different room in the house the actual main one I'm going to make that my goal now that when I get absolutely pissed up on a night out soon potentially even this weekend, I want to wake up one morning and just find myself thinking where the fuck am I? Why am I sleeping on slanted tiles? Oh shh Oh fuck
0: So you I recall when we talked about uh, Kabukicho Sherlock Oh god, how, episode, uh, you recall when what? Kobayashi, When Kobayashi woke up in the garbage You were like, "Yeah, I've done that before heard. Yeah, <laughs> <Before. we, laughs> <laughs> I've, I've <laughs> woken up in strange places, let's put it that way, folks. But so, until... so you like to wake up on your own roof?
1: Well, I'll, I'll give it a try, see uh, how, you know, how okay. it goes. Maybe that'll happen if I can't get in one night, you know, I've lost my keys or something. Ah, uh, it's comfortable enough, it'll do.
0: Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah, totally. Shingles, uh, Ugh. very, like, warming, the shingles. Are is your roof shingled? My Sh- I- how is it? Tiled. Okay.
1: Okay. I would say shingles is something else entirely in this country, and I definitely no. don't want
0: that. <laughs> well, so shingles are a thing, of course, like the medical thing, but they also are um, this very, like, these very rough black squares that many houses, at least here where I am, are roofed with. Um, you know, I guess they help help keep heat out uh, and such like. But, uh, yeah, I've, I've helped to re-roof a house before. So that's why I know um, for charity. Uh, when I was a kid,
1: well, tries to get at my home. If every uh, I need my house re uh, roofing, I know who to ask.
0: No, it's been so long. Also, I'd like no. I would just turn you down. I'd just be like, nope, fuck you, dude. Not doing it.
1: <laughs> it's you see this guy. <laughs> you see you see this prick here. Like you won't even will even fly across the ocean. Funny. Won't even fly across the ocean, oh, <laughs> across the yeah. ocean to redo my roof. I'm, I'm, uh, I I'm appalled by this behavior. I'm honestly. the worst.
0: I'm the worst. So yeah, anyway, Thorkell, right? Uh he catches Thor's trying to uh abscond away with his own wife and child and leave the Domes Vikings forever. Uh Thorkell, you know, it's like Yo buddy, I, I love you. Ah, come on, come inside, like, have a drink. Thor's is like, Nope, I'm piecing out and I'm dry I'm, I'm not-
1: he, no, he's driving. That's right. Exactly. No, sorry,
0: but I can't no can do driving. That's driver. DD. Yep, that's me. So uh, Thorkel kind of finally gets it, like, oh, he's really leaving, right? Um, and it's when Thoris tells him, you know, cause Thorkel's like, why, like, why, why are you going? It's like I understand what a real warrior is, uh, and I can't stay here. Thorkel is very like. Nonplussed, very like. What? Like, this is the this is like the warrior paradise, right? It's
1: like he. he, he I'm going to talk about Slacer, but he's all very like. He just doesn't get it. He doesn't pass mm-hmm. it. It just Force, like might as well be speaking in a foreign language swim at this particular
0: point, like yeah. as if every word he just says like <laughs> like that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to turn you up a little bit, Shadon. You've been a little quiet. I think. So, I've turned you up.
1: Crank me up, lad. Crank me up.
0: So, um, yeah. And Thorkel, as you say, like, you, re- I understand what a true warrior is, right? That I think he wrestled with that for a long, long time afterward, but he basically tries to fight Th- uh, Thor's. Um, the only thing he kind of, the only way he can respond to something, right? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna, gonna fight you. And uh, Thor's, like, Punches the the head off his axe, essentially. Blocks a blow so hard that the axe head comes flying off. And then they leave him. Uh, and After knocking him out, no less. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which, by the way, that uh,
1: this episode does a lot of nice little things with details, and that is, believe it or not, the first of two times uh, four kills, one weakness is set up.
0: Mm-hmm, yes. Which is really, really neat. I like that Really a lot. good. That, that actually is a nice nice attention to detail. Um, hello, Dana. Uh, welcome. So, uh, let's see. So yeah, Thorkel finishes kind of telling his story and he says like, you know, your dad left and I thought about him for 15 years. Uh, right up until he died, I kept thinking about him. And, you know, When I learned he had died, it occurred to me that, and this I thought was really great, he said like whether the body is alive or dead when it comes to like a warrior, that doesn't matter. What's important for a warrior is where their soul lives, and it's like Thor's soul had left his body and learned to be a true warrior somewhere else. And I was like, oh, that's all very mysterious and cool sounding. I really enjoyed that. Um so then Ask you know, re-enters the show. And he's like, hey, I'm gonna uh, tell you how to beat Thorkell. Uh, I've looked
1: it up on IGN. I've covered the walk
0: for- <laughs> That's all right. I consulted Game Facts, mm-hmm. you know, I've seen a couple of Let's Plays. I think I got this now. Um you know, don't don't open that chest. It's a mimic. It make, will kill you. Make, make sure to quick save. I mean, look at the state you're uh-huh. in
1: right now. You didn't even fucking quick save before you took this fight on. What are you doing?
0: What are you doing? Use use the item dupe bug <laughs> uh, to craft some more daggers. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, he bandages. He's he's bandages up the kid, and is like very much like look. Uh, you know, don't you? Don't you want to like live to fight me? You know, uh, appeal, <laughs> <I>, appealing. <laughs> I love how
1: much of a fucking snake ass is here because he basically mm-hmm. says, like, if you win, I live. And here's the thing, right? Like, I love the double meaning of that because not only does it mean Vorkel won't kill him, but he feels such a cocksure prick that he thinks, oh well, fuck 4K, it, like Vorthing's never going to be able to kill
0: me. No, you know, and like, yet again, double meaning. <laughs> yet again, he is. Finds himself, does Thorfinn, fighting to save this guy who he wants to kill. He's just been doing it forever, and even now, still doing it. Um, Most twisted reinterpretation
1: yeah. of the bodyguard I've ever seen.
0: <laughs> I know. So, uh, yeah, Askeladd gives gives Thorfinn the game genie. And uh, <laughs> and he says, this an interesting, like, you know, where he says, battle's not shogi. Um... That, that was really me. neat.
1: Isn't Shogi a Japanese game? Or am I misremembering? It it is. <laughs> Why is he mentioning that? Are you it's telling me that right Ascalade has been all the way around the world that far? Like, that's what a slip. <laughs> that is that is a bit of an odd one.
0: Um, he just... <laughs> We met a met a trader who played it. Maybe like a trade ship, or maybe he sailed there. I don't think so though. Uh, I think chess probably should have been. Should have been the the go to game, mm-hmm. um, but no, that wouldn't have been right because if you take a king in chess, that's the you do win. So mm-hmm. the hell, man. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, uh, battles not shogi. Um, mysterious. He downloaded shogi from the matrix. Clearly, mm-hmm. um, uh, <laughs> Lloyd says he can guarantee that wasn't in the manga. I, it probably was not. It, I would feel pretty good about that. Um what get yeah, what game should it have been? What are the board games? Well, I wonder what the next poll I'm gonna be pushing up will be. <laughs> oh man. So uh basically, yeah, Ask I was like, look, I saw what happened on the battlefield one day when we were both still in the Yom's Vikings. The invincible Thorkell fell, and I witnessed it. I saw it and I'm gonna tell you so you can replicate what happened, because we're in this really unique kind of circumstance where if you beat him in single combat, we live. So, uh, Thorfinn, uh, kicks Thorkel in the neck. And he collapses. The
1: glass jaw. Uh, Who'd have thought that Thorkel had a glass jaw?
0: mm -hmm, I know, I know.
1: Seriously.
0: (laughs) My, my god. And
1: he wasn't, like, he was only, like, kicked by a tiny child as well. It's not like he got hit by an MMA fighter. But yeah, this is the weak spot that was alluded to both by Ascalad's flashback and fork Elzone flashback with fours.
0: Was it the jaw? I thought it was the neck for some reason. I could have been
1: wrong. Eh, jaw neck same same area. It's it's mm-hmm. close mm-hmm. enough yeah, that it doesn't work.
0: Yeah. yeah. hmm Wow. So uh so he like folds up like a like a cheap tent. And um then uh Thorfinn is like on him. Mm-hmm. and like it's gouging his eye out. Um just screaming, you know. And Asgard's like, "No, you don't have a weapon. Take this knife." And suddenly, like Thorkel's like troops are there. His second in command has uh him subdued, and it's basically like, "Well, time to die, kid. This has been fun, but you know, let's let's now get this over with." And Thorkel uh screams, you know, the scream of an angry demon here. And his hair is blown out. Were you just
1: supposed to start quoting know. Tenacious D, then?
0: No. <laughs> no, There's is that a Tenacious there, D there line? side shined a shiny demon.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, f- I feel like I should make, like, the cover of that that just applies to Binland saga, but...
0: Man. Thorkel at this point, looks like Broly if Broly lost his razor. Like, his hair is all broly out. Mm. You know? He's got, like, the closed eye with a bunch of blood. And, uh... He's just looks crazy and his voice starts sounding different, especially when you hear his own inner thoughts. Yeah, he's like also it's a lot his eyes. less hey playful, I'm Thor <laughs> <laughs> and it's more like Well know, a lot
1: less Barney <laughs> <in> the timer <dinosaur>. song. <laughs> uh-huh.
0: Right. Yeah. Like yeah that
1: that is I mean he also supposed... guys, I'm Thor Do uh, <laughs> you want to play Let's... war with me? <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> want to play And I just mean the card game where we flip over the cards to see which has the higher number. do you <laughs> count with me?
1: I mean, for a guy who had his eye just poked out, he's actually handling things very well, I must say. Oh, yeah, like like when his fingers get cut off, he doesn't give a shit. I mean, but fourth thing, like, not only did he knock him out, he then decided he would go for the, you know, like... <laughs> like, dude, overkill, man. I mean, so I if this was a video trying... game, oh. if this was a video game, you would have started trying to teabag him.
0: Because that's what you do in first-person shooters when you're being a shit. I know. Uh, unfortunately, I know. Do you know? I regret to this day, like I taught my little brother-in-law how to do that. <laughs> it's a deep regret I have. Like uh... of all the shit I'd expected to learn today, <laughs> I
1: was not ready. Wait. I was not ready for. Go well, back. Let's go like back to dumb. the cherry test poll, folks. <laughs> <laughs> he... I
0: mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm very up. sad about it because, like, we were all playing Halo Combat Evolved. And, uh... Come by Vol, there will starts to Yeah, like, back at the, like, uh, is local, and, like, just goofing around, I did that, and... then, yes, I... I communicated the forbidden knowledge to him, and, <laughs> oh, uh... Mm-hmm. Sake. Yeah, he was probably, like, 13 at the time, <laughs> so I feel really bad about it. And, and, and... Oh. I thanks. just felt so good to get the kill, man. Has, he ever, has he ever been the same since? Never been the same. Never been the same. He's in Austin, being a graphic artist, making a lot of money.
1: What, drawing people teabagging
0: each other? Yep, (laughs) mm -hmm. still drawing Master Chief, squatting over other people. Um, Well, that was a lucrative career. That was a moment (laughs) of revelation. (laughs) So, um, all right. Yes. Where were we? Uh, Thorfinn is subdued. Thorkel says, no, we're not going to do this. Uh, and he basically goes into position to snap the neck of his second-in-command. The second man... Uh, I can't remember his name. It's like... Uh, Asgir. S- Asgir. Um So Asgir is like, look, uh, you know, kill me. That's fine. Um, whatever s- happens, yeah. you need to live because you unify all these people, and I can't do that. No one can do that. Um, what's important is you stay alive. So at that point, Canute... The master chef, <laughs> cooking master boy himself, comes onto the scene. He rolls up. And he's definitely going to stir uh,
1: some shit right here
0: now. Yes, yeah, exactly. He's going to stir the pot. Indeed. He's adding the secret ingredient, Canute, uh, is what makes it. He's got some spicy uh, takes to give to you all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So also in, in this scene, right before Canute starts talking, we learn that like uh, the uh, the bro that wears his hair down is officially an amnesiac, at least for now.
1: Nah, he's just having um, his hard drive reformatted. I mean, we established previously <laughs> that you've got Blue Screen. You've got to wipe the disk and reinstall Windows 10 from scratch. You've got to make sure you do it right. Although maybe they won't put yeah. Linux on his brain. Who can say? I mean, you'd know, Doc, you're a robot. You can tell me if he's going to pass the Turing test
0: after he's rebooted. Um, I'm going to say no. I think he's a he's. A, well,
1: that's what a robot would say. Yeah, pretending to be a human, they would say no. He wouldn't pass the trade test.
0: They're gonna, we're gonna know he's a replicant, definitely. And I know that's right. So that's, right that's right. That's right. So we're here. We we broke nice. out of
1: YouTube jail. Uh, it's, I it's I pretty good. I knitted together so for- many many bed sheets to climb out of the window. <laughs> <laughs> took a while. Oh no, no, even better than that. I made I made like a
0: uh,
1: a paper machine mannequin of myself. You know. Escape from Alcatraz style, you can't go wrong with a classic.
0: So I guess your prison name then would be Rapunzel.
1: <laughs> oh, that's a that's the deepest fucking cut. <laughs> you prick! You do you see this? You didn't just fucking go there!
0: Oh my god! <laughs> it's a like dual the dual meaning <laughs> of like someone famous with the for the hair and also the sheets out the window for cla- I can't for fucking cla- believe this! You so just... mean. I do not even... You were
1: getting, getting fucking shanked.
0: Hard T goes down. Loses to Rapunzel. He's got hard L coming on there.
1: <laughs> Fuck my life. Oh.
0: oh my god. I love you, Shadon. Um, Get back yes. in your corner, robot. C- Canute. Someone who's not a robot. Canute. Um, so... He, like, faces up to everybody, does not lose his cool, you know, says, look, I'm gonna go to the main camp in Gainsborough, I'm gonna fight my dad, that's what has to be done, uh, and Thorfinn and Askeladd are my followers, and you too can follow me if you wish.
1: For the um, for the low contribution of $14.99 per month, you too can find salvation at the Church of Canoe.
0: <laughs> exactly. Please send dollar donations to my PayPal. Um, and, like, so Thorkel at first is a little skeptical, but um, once he learns, he's, you know, kind of susses it out in his head, right? He's like, oh, he's fighting King Swain. I'm fighting King Swain. But. The enemy of my enemy is my. Um, yes, friendly. let's go. Um, Yeah. <laughs> so he has this moment where he, like, looks into his eyes and he sees the eyes of Thor's. And this is interesting because he did not see that same look in Thorfinn's eyes. Mm-hmm. He was making fun-, <laughs> fun of him. And he's like, you don't have the the, like, the, mis- the mystery or whatever. <laughs> he made the Simpsons face at him. And, uh, you know.
1: You know, when you say Simpsons face, all I could imagine then was there's that episode where Lisa and Bar are fighting where they're doing the windmill. Like, if you get hit, it's not my fault. I can just imagine Thorkel doing that in an actual fight.
0: <laughs> I can, too. Um, I'm sure he's done it a few... A fair few times. So, um, yeah, he... He looks into his eyes and uh, does Thorfinn into the eyes of Canute. Sees Thor's eyes and says, like, I hate that look in his eyes. You know, I've seen it before. It's it's where a warrior's soul has gone elsewhere. I hate it so much that I'm gonna join him. So... uh, And he admits to all his people, it's like, men... I don't know why he's sharing this with everyone. He's like, I too have a regret. <laughs> I regret not following Thor's then when he left the... I love think they got
1: him a chair for this, by the way, so he could sit down. Story time yes. with Uncle Thorkel. <laughs> yes. yes. Let me tell y'all a tale. It was about hey, the time Uncle I was a bit... <laughs> it, was about the, it was about the time, you know, I was a bit stupid and didn't quite grasp what was in front of me. Indeed. I, I mean, to be um, fair, though, Thorkel mm-hmm. is well on his way to becoming a big boss at this point, you know he's lost his eye mm. you know he want, he wants a world in which soldiers can fight forever <laughs> he does want that world i'm i'm just saying like all the sides <laughs> are there
0: um so does that mean that david Hayter is going to play him in the dub we can only hope
1: <laughs> mm, eh. the problem is that, that Forkel doesn't have nearly enough like declarative statements like you know forthin <laughs> Canute, battle of london he is,
0: um... He is dummy Viking thick. Like gear. Though. So he has that going for him. Oh my god. He's dummy thick. He's a th- thick daddy Thorkel. Um He is a yeah, robot. So he, he's <laughs> totally a robot. <laughs> Beep. So he tells he tells, you know, them, like, I regret not following him, so I'm gonna do this now. Uh but Canute, if you do anything soft, I'm coming for you. I'm gonna kill you. Right? And uh then, because he cannot stand to be upstaged. Askelad slides in there this offers this fucking, fucking snake that he is i know he did like the like the uh the golden eye like where you slide halfway across the room on one <laughs> knee all the way up <laughs> at there. least it starts he <laughs> bagging anyone <laughs> I know. so he's like up there and offers the sword to to the king canute and uh you know it's like look it's me uh also before that he started laughing as if he his firmware had been you know well that's because that's that's
1: because his gamble has paid off magnificently all Mm -hmm. of the men who turned against him are dead he's still alive what a genius it all it all all works out in the end god and here he is telling knut oh yeah by the way uh do you all know who killed ragnar Your boy, me, Askalad, Me? I was smiling all the way while I was doing it. Loved every second of it. You know what? Didn't you have to pay me to do it? There you go. But the (coughs) genius thing about Askalad's plan, by the way, is that he then says, you can kill me if you want. And here's Mm -hmm. the thing. He's just seen how far Thorfinn would go to stop someone else from killing him first. Ooh, he does have that backup plan. Yeah, and here's the thing, right? Thorfinn... He couldn't kill Farkel really. He struggled mightily, but mm-hmm. I think that if he was asked to kill Canoe, he would probably make quick work of him. So let's th- hope so. <laughs> at this point, at this point, he's basically just that person who like gets involved in a bar fight, but he manages to get people fighting each other, and then he just slips out. Mm-hmm. He's he's such a conniving little shit. Yes, and I love yes. it. It's, <laughs> it's the great. point where you can just go to say, "Yeah, I did kill
0: him. You can kill me if you want." But I secretly know I you're mean... not going to. And the whole, like, before that, Thorfinn, for a while, is like, hey, hey,
1: Aska, let's get the fuck out
0: of here. <laughs> and Asgard's just like, no, 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 watch, like, because he knows, like, he can feel in his bones, like, he's, it's about to, like, totally play out the way that he wants it to, right? Um, so, yeah, absolutely, uh, absolutely, Al. He totally does it, like, as a gesture to gain the trust of his king, so he can- you know, be like, I've been totally honest with you, I've laid it all out. And um you know, and it's two, I think you're right, Shadon, that he knows Thorfinn would uh jump in there to try to protect him. But I think he also feels like at this stage Canute probably can't kill him like in public in front of everyone. I don't mm. know, but for some reason it feels like it feels like he's done this at a point where maybe he's getting to the, the most protected, the most safe. Maybe so. Um, but, you know, he's like, I've, I've done this, I've killed your dad, and uh, you can kill me, but if you don't kill me, I'll lay down my life for you. And, uh, Canute gets a little pissed. Uh, you can tell on his face. He's looking he's got, pretty. He's got
1: that look of when you come back home from a day at work, and you find that your dog's there, and it's just taking a shit on your rug. Bad escalade. Bad Askeladd. Huh. Bad Askeladd.
0: Sophie killing me in chat. Canute, colon, crouching Christian <laughs> in track. It's true, unbelievable. It's incredible. <laughs> what a what a statement. That's that's like a great tweet right there. Um, only not uh, done on Twitter, but yeah. So he really just is furious with the guy. But you know that's kind of also a little test for his newfound like beliefs his newfound resolve and like what love is and uh what faith is and what he feels like his new mission in life is like Mm. he's not he doesn't have that kind of attachment to Ragnar or at least he can't he's not supposed to but he can't help but he's he's not gonna let it get in the way of
1: using Ascalad as like mm -hmm. a a useful pawn
0: yeah he's able to like stuff it down
1: he's clearly he's clearly got some skill and talent Ascalad. so he might as well use him for that
0: Mm mhm yeah um by the way, say the word pawn again. Pawn. So funny. Because... <laughs> <laughs> what? I'm sorry.
1: Are you really when sure it... you're
0: not a robot? Is that like your kill phrase? No, no, no. It's just that when... Uh, when folks from Manchester, or most British places, I think, say the word pawn... Mm-hmm. It sounds like. I know it, yeah. <laughs> so, and there was like, a I saw like a video about Well, to be
1: I fair, know. I do, to be fair, Doc, I do visit the pawn shop
0: quite a lot. <laughs> if there were, if there were a large assortment of chess pieces that are the least good chess pieces, and they're all kind of gathered together in one central area, you might call it a pawn hub. Am I right? Yeah, I know. No, Yuki. I'm sorry. I'm a fucking idiot, basically. That's what the segment comes down to. I was,
1: <laughs> I was just that close to having all of my blood vessels in my brain just bursting and just start trickling out my nose. Sorry. <sighs> um, he, again, totally a robot. He's a killbot, no less.
0: Um, it's true. So, Ascalad is allowed to join the service of Canute. Mm-hmm. Um. And he basically says, you know, you killed you killed Ragnar, but... My name is Nigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. No, he doesn't go that route. He says, we're going to Rurouni this, right? Like, you are going to uh, mourn him. You're going to atone and repent for killing him by serving to the best of your ability. That'll that'll be how you make recompense to him and to me, Mm -hmm. is that you work your ass off for my cause. And, uh, and he walks away from, uh, the battle and the three blonde viking, you know, protag-type characters are all on the same side. The chessboard is flipped. Like, the pieces have been rearranged. Some of them are now different colors. Uh, and yeah, we got ourselves a, a fucking super team, uh, a super Viking team. You know, WWE the, just had their Survivor Series. And quite literally, you, you could go to war with this Survivor Series team Canute, Ascalade, Thorkel, and uh, Thorfinn. That's your, that's your big four the, the, the Blondies, the Hollywood Blondes. The Viking beastmen—they're all together on the same side. It's great. I Can, love it. Canute's free. Canute's four. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. right. Right. Yep. The the well, yeah, they, four horsemen but of I mean, apocalypse.
1: It can't be understood, though. If you think about it, like Knut has managed to, like he was initially at the start of this episode, Forkel's like target to be used for like you know profit, mm-hmm. and now he's managed to turn Forkel into his servant to you know get revenge or. Un- unseat his father from the throne. Like, that's... That's a natural 20 roll on your charisma check right there. Holy shit.
0: Yeah. That's like a only... Only I can do this. This is not like a thing you could battle plan anymore. Yeah. Which is great, which I love. Which is a... yeah. Originally, I, mean, I sort of felt like what the meaning of battle is not shogi was. But then it became this whole thing about the king. But I think that... Yeah. Like that... You can't just play out these things on paper because some people are really special and some interactions you can't plan for. Mm-hmm. But he, again, uses his own nature as the king
1: perceives it to, you know, tell Farkel the truth. And Farkel, for all that he is a kid in the big big guy's body, like, he's not an idiot, uh, which is something I'll be getting to in a minute. I don't think he's stupid per se. No, no. I think I think that he is very childlike, certainly, but I think that he... Well, I'll get into that shortly. But yeah,
0: Okay, well, uh, that's the episode, though. I mm-hmm. mean, that's uh, that's Kyoto, United Front. And uh, now we'll get into the discussion section. Okay. Uh, and I'll I'll kick it over to you. All right, then. So, let's talk about
1: Far kl and 4S in the flashback scene here for a moment. Because if there's one thing the show hasn't up until this point impressed, or maybe it has but it's not felt very strongly to me personally, is... How difficult the choice was that Fors made to leave his old life behind. And this episode shows that in great detail here with that flashback. Because pay attention to all of Forkel's responses when Fors says that he's leaving. Pay attention to how he reacts. Every single time that Fors, like, look, I mean, look how Fors is dressed. He's wearing a cloak and a hood on. He's trying not to be noticed. He's there with his wife and his daughter, Ilva, you know? And just Dis- like, you know, Forkel's like, you know, be quiet and all that. Like, sorry, Falkins, like, sorry, Forkel's getting meh, tied,, <laughs> Let's start that again. There's too many fours in this group, you know. Just saying. Um, But Forks is like, you know, trying to obviously keep a low profile as we see it, but Forkel can't read that. He can't pass it. And he can't pass the implications of what Forks is trying to do. And indeed, he says like, you know, this is the warrior's capital. No one leaves. It's not that Fors is sorry, Forkel is so stupid that he characterized him, it's because he's so indoctrinated in his brain from the life he's led as a warrior under the Yom's Vikings. Mm -hmm. He can't foresee, like, he can't understand a different perspective, a different way of living. And that to me just shows, like, how ingrained this culture and this, you know, Expectation of performing in battle was on Thors, Forkel, and all the other Yom's Vikings. And again, it ties back into Vinland Saga's overarching, like, you know, idea of cycles and like breaking free. It makes it very clear how difficult it was for Force to do that. Like how it all that time, like he was, like even back in the first episode when we saw flashback, how like robotic he was in there, you now how unemotionally he was in getting involved in the battle. So I really appreciate all the pains that the episode took with that scene to show Forkel as this kind of, like, indoctrinated, unthinking soldier who can't perceive a life outside of that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and it just then goes to, you know, help highlight how difficult it was for Force to make that choice and break free from that, to break free from this kind of ingrained cultural, uh, you know, zeitgeist of, like, of warfare as a normal existence.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: By the way, one thing I want to know about that scene, uh, again, this is credits this episode's, like, level of detail. When, um, when Force says, I've learned what it means to be a true warrior, we get a cut from him saying that to a picture, sorry, to a shot of Ilva in Helga's arms and then back again. And that is, you know, classic cooler shot effect stuff. We're making meaning from combining shots together. Mm-hmm. It's the good example of the Darling and the Franks example when you know they had that shot where it's like, and the future is children. Then of course, you know, like we're looking after <laughs> we're going to the future. Oh, here's this is pe- this shot of the pregnant one? Hmm, I wonder what that might mean. I wonder, Mister, yeah. you know, no political messages in my show. Fuck off. Uh, anyway, <clears throat> so yeah, that was a really good note there, and that scene was. It was great for fleshing out a character who, at this point, you might argue has served his purpose, but they keep going back to Thor's in new and interesting ways, and also mm-hmm. giving for Kel more dimension to his character, rather than him just simply being the, you know, the, well, the Looney Tunes character that he's been portrayed as thus far.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it was almost like, um... when, when he got kicked in the neck... slash jaw. You know, and got his eye. G- it's like the the mask kind of came off. Like he stopped kind of coasting, and he was like, I don't know. It's like they you were he was able to be gotten through to. And like I said, you could hear more of his like true voice. Right, like mm-hmm. you could hear uh, the way he was kind of talking in his inner uh, monologue was a lot more sort of dark and dangerous. Very like again, less happy go lucky. And less like a big silly giant more sinister um and so yeah I think like he is as you said like he was kind of in the tank for the ohms Vikings mm-hmm. but I think when Thor's left that was like that was like a big like knock to his indoctrinated thinking and then seeing canute come and have the same way of talking and the same look in his eye um, and the same like oh I'm not going to use a sword even though you're using violence against me that was the last that was like the straw that broke the camel's back I think by him submitting to canute and he has submitted right he's like I'm gonna follow you um, I'm gonna fight King Seren anyway, so I might as well. Hmm. Th- well, I think that I I think it could be more than that too. Like, I mean, I think that's an excuse you can tell yourself, but I think I think he has thrown off now fully that indoctrination that you're talking about. I think he really does want to know now because he's like, I deeply regret not following Thor's. Well, I want to know what enough, it is to be a true warrior.
1: I actually put up a poll asking a question about this. So let me ask you, Doc. If Thorkel ever finds out what Fjor's interpretation of a true warrior was, which is someone who doesn't need to fight, someone who doesn't need a sword, how do you think he'd react to that?
0: Well, he got a he got a taste of it, right? Um, when Thorkel pulled the axe out and he was like, "Where's your sword?" and Thor and and Thor said, "I don't need it." Um, but he did. He ne- we never he,
1: see we never see his reaction to that beyond him simply well being knocked out. Like, what does mm-hmm. he think of that philosophy? What does I know that? it's that I yeah. think would be difficult for him to stomach because he's going to be interesting. Like he might get onto board of it in the end, but bear in mind, mm-hmm. he spent his whole life fighting in war and loving every second of it. And indeed the show has gone to great lengths to show all the good stuff he's reached from that. Like all the food and all the glory and all that, you know, of yeah. all the characters in the show, like four Kellers, the one who's had the least amount of difficulty. He's had the least like, you know, problems to deal with. He's had the Mm -hmm. least suffering. He's enjoyed practically every second of it. This is part of why he comes across as so playful, because he genuinely is having a great time. So if he then found out, oh, uh, this man you respect is the only warrior in the land who is better than you, he thought that all of this was complete bullshit, and it was better just to go live a life somewhere, not here, which, by the way, goes back to the episode one title.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. Mm
1: I.e. Iceland, where he was just a dirt farmer. You know, I don't think for... I don't think Farkel would be able to quite process it at first, pretend, like maybe later. Indeed, yeah. think about why Thorfinn doesn't tell uh, Thorkel the truth. Because can you imagine uh, Thorfinn telling Thorkell, oh yeah, he just like, you know, spent most of his time like herding sheep in Iceland.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Thorkel would just be looking and be like, no, yeah, no, it's to think about. no, mm-hmm. don't believe it. Don't believe it. You're lying. You're lying, kid. Your dad was a great warrior. You mean to tell me he wasn't, like, you know, conquering Iceland for himself and ruling over it like a king, like he deserved? No, he really just did raise sheep. That's all he did. And that's and when Thorkel's brain just explodes.
0: And yet, he's probably, like, he probably understands what Thor's meant better than anyone else. Just, I think that that line that he talks about, it doesn't matter where a warrior's body is what matters is where their soul is um well that ties back to i his think idea he's really valhalla. getting at something
1: well that ties back <clears> to <throat> his idea of valhalla because that's where he wants his soul to go in the end it just happens to be with him right this second so he's wondering did Fawz's soul go to somewhere else like there may not be valhalla but still gave him peace and given how much respect he had for the man maybe that then is the you know the thing that opens the door to him accepting this new perspective
0: I mean, so I don't no, so I don't know, but I I'm not sure I agree with that because he did say, so let me, let me piece together this picture. So he says, right, um Thor's, his soul, has gone somewhere else to to learn what it means to be a true warrior. He said mm-hmm. this has our this has happened. hmm Um And Didn't So I think that he probably thought That that had happened When he quote unquote died Right like when When he faked his death and then he left So he would have still been alive So it doesn't really have anything to do with Valhalla Does this make sense
1: I was thinking more maybe his idea of what his soul left him Was probably when he you know Left the Yoms Vikings Valhalla. That mm-hmm.
0: That's them. what I mean yeah. That's what I mean, that like, he, yeah, so it's not like, it doesn't, it's not to do with Valhalla, necessarily, well, I, No, I it's would not argue, to do with the physical I would, death.
1: I, I would argue it is, because that is what Thorkell has spoken about at great length in the previous episodes, as his ultimate end goal. And given that Forz was a part of the same unit, the Yom's Vikings, wouldn't it be reasonable to assume that prior to his change of heart, that was also probably his end goal? As it was for a lot of Maybe. North Warriors? So, in other words, if he no longer seeks that end goal, what's the new one?
0: Yeah, I think there is a new one. I think yep. it's not Valhalla. I think like the L- that—that's Gen- my point, though. Yeah, he's learned to be a new warrior already, and so he's leaving the Yom's Vikings, mm-hmm. right? And so, basically, yeah. I just I don't know. I think that there's a lot. I think that there's a lot to that line, and this is like another. Um, another instance. I mean, there's the show has done this numerous times, but um, like, gesturing towards um, a more spiritual kind of life, or uh, maybe like meaning or purpose, or uh, kind of a, a higher way of living, being outside of purely materially existing and the physical realm that there's something to do with the soul to do with the the mind and spirit uh that's out there and yeah i think like everyone is still like kind of grappling with it or like a a lot of the main characters are like how do we how do we relate to this yeah you know um
1: well i think everyone's kind of got an end goal in mind at this point but the question that we always have to keep ourselves in the show is is the end goal for the best that they have at mm -hmm. the moment i mean four's at Clearly, had his like you know midlife crisis, his moment where his faith, as it were, not in the Christian sense, but perhaps the Norse mythological sense, was shaken, and he thought, "No, this is not right for me. I need to do something else." And Thorfinn, while not a crisis of faith so much, his end goal is murder the fuck out of Askeladd. And as I've said before, what happens after he attains that goal, or conversely, what happens after that goal is taken away from him, and maybe the question, maybe the distinction doesn't matter. Because the end result is the same. It leaves him with nothing. I mean, there's, there's that old line, like, the hunter's nothing without the hunt, so... In fact, that's even mentioned in this episode, funnily enough, isn't mm-hmm. it? The hunter is nothing without the prey.
0: hmm I think so. hmm I think so. Mm-hmm. Alright, what's your next discussion point?
1: Okay, um let's talk about Freya of all things, because Freya okay. was mentioned specifically in this episode. And I think this is a neat little bit of foreshadowing. So I actually looked up Freya on uh Wikipedia before. Who is Freya, you might wonder to see yourself The best you
0: th- Final Fantasy IX character. Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, except mm-hmm. for Vivi.
0: Oh, VV's, that's Vivi's pretty, pretty rad. Vivi's <laughs> pretty,
1: <VV's> pretty rad. <laughs> yeah. But okay. If you uh you know haven't read Neil Gaiman's Norse mythology or haven't played God of War 4, uh or uh, generally not Ofei, on Norse in general. Uh, Freya is one of the Vanir, if I remember correctly, so not of the same group mm-hmm. of gods as uh, Odin, for example, who's part of the Aesir. Uh, indeed, Thor, uh, or Thor rather, is mentioned um, when compared to Forkel by some of his men who are rushing over like they've just, you know, late to a concert or something. Oh shit, bro, I'm gonna lose my seats, I need to get up to the front row! Yeah. It just mm-hmm. makes me wish there was that Monty Python-like, you know, uh, Coliseum vendors selling, like, oxes, noses, stone tongs, <laughs> all that, yeah. Um, totally. Exactly. So Freya um, is the Norse goddess, uh, at least as some interpretations go, of fertility, sex, life, you name it, nature, blah bloody, blah blah But that's the most common understanding that we have of it. I mean, when I played World of Warcraft, there was a boss named Freya, and Freya was all about plants and shit. So, fair enough. But I wouldn't take that by the... Don't use World of Warcraft for anything, by the way. Uh, Except as a springboard on some other things, but I'll be talking about that in a different podcast in a a little while. Anyway, but Freya is also known for uh, being involved with war and death, particularly Mm -hmm. as the patron of the Valkyries. So here's the thing, right? right? We've seen Canute thus far be very, very timid and placid, very reserved, you know, meek even, I would argue. Mm Mm-hmm. But all of the things that Knut has done has been in the service of, like, life and living, like, cooking, cold spacing plants, living as a farmer. Indeed, a farmer's son is what Ragnar described him as. But now I think we're going to see the other side of that Freya comparison, which is war and death. Because when Freya got pissed off various times, she let her wrath be known. So I think this is a neat little bit of foreshadowing for people in the know as to what's going to happen to Knut now, where he's going to shift away from... um, being that more, like, you know, known for life and nature and all that kind of stuff, and more towards the war and death side of thing. So, again, kudos to Vinland Saga and Mikosuke Yukimura for mining the Norse mythology elements mm-hmm. appropriately, I would argue. I mean, it's all well and good to, like, you know, start dropping names every single time that you get the opportunity to do so and reference every Norse myth you can. But you're not, you know, filling in a history test here it's actually better to use them to, you know, help develop character. And I think that that dichotomy there of life versus death really mm-hmm. helps, like, you know, build on what's happened to Canute and what his future's going to be.
0: Yeah. I, with Canute, I mean, that that's a really good... I, I th- So thank you for bringing that up. That's a really good insight, actually. Um, and my point is kind of, along w- without the mythological tie-in, um, a, it kind of a similar vein. Um, I always find it really interesting when you have... This happens a lot with antagonists. Um, You have... um, Mm -hmm. Characters who have uh, lofty ideals. um, Kind of grand ambitions. And those ambitions are very, very pure. And Knut is this, right? Like He has his very uh, this kind of total, all-encompassing view of the world, God's relationship to it or non-relationship to it, uh, what love is, um, and human nature and how that fits in the picture. And again, this is a very pure view. But in in order to kind of realize his grander vision, uh, he's got to take some very, like, human steps to get there. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wants to make an omelet, and omelets don't just appear out of thin air. You have to break some eggs to do it. And so, you know, he clearly thinks, like, battle... For its own sake is just meaningless exercise but he's gonna to have to as you said like employ a lot of people uh in battles he's gonna to have to do his own fair yeah. share of fighting to thrown away- he's yeah. mm-hmm. he gonna have to take the...
1: yeah because there's only so far that you like you know talking will get you um I mean he's talked his way out of this one certainly um <clears> but if he hadn't been able to get Falkell and his men on board do you really think Canute was going to go marching up to King Sewin's like camp and
0: go like, "Father, eat shit"? <laughs> no, he wasn't right? really. He wasn't going to do no. that, was he? I don't think he b- believes he would have to, but yes, I no, totally agree with you. It's a pragmatic and...
1: thing. Like he does need, you know, warfare. Like you know, can be an ugly necessity, I suppose.
0: Yeah. Well, this is the part. So this is what's interesting about um, very kind of idealistic characters to me is like how they end up justifying these actions that when committed outside the bounds of their ideals are committed not in service of kind of getting them to where they want to go they will be like these are bad like how like what's the justification for um for all this killing uh and for this fighting that will happen and myth that may or may not
1: exist
0: that's a great reason to do it, isn't it? <laughs> uh-huh. And then how uh and then once they have, you know, power, once Canute has power, um what will be like how will he then treat those things? Like then how will he view fighting battle and everything? I guess like it's all I guess it's different for him in some ways because rather than like have a belief in like some kind of objective principles or kind of an ethical code he's very much like i will decide that the code is me (laughs) right the 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 measuring stick (laughs) and the cannon i am the law so i'm gonna give meaning to all these things um and um yeah right so like uh so sophie and um uh masa both are saying versions of what a lot of people usually say, right? The means justify the ends, or I'm doing this for the greater good. The greater um, good. And it's like very, uh, it's trite, right? That kind of justification. Um, you can say that by anything. You could. You you definitely can. And like... I mean, I ended up sleeping I, on my roof last night for the greater good. For the, for the greater good. Not because I, I was a drunken wreck. <laughs> mm-hmm. I guess like I'm always um, I don't know if disappointed is the right word but like yeah just seeing characters with these incredibly grand visions and lofty ideals and these things that they want to put into action right Um, that doing that always involves something that goes against those ideals it never fails, and I'm real. I'm just curious to see like how it plays out, how Canute deals with it, not just externally but internally too, because um, I think you know he doesn't want people to die anymore. Like he's sick of it. Like he hates this kind of tragedy. So that, like, pointless that the, the whole fucking world. And we've like we share that because we've been privy to so much of it throughout this show like there's so much needless war and killing for the sake of killing and like just pointless like grabs for power that end up not meaning anything and people's lives are cheap um and yet like he's gotta do that <laughs> to mm. get to try to create this world that he wants to create um And I guess it just goes back to, like, something we've mentioned on here before. Like, is it possible to create the ideal society uh, without resorting to those kind of means?
1: Tune in next time, and we'll give you a two-hour-long definitive answer to that question, folks. Sorry. Uh, No, I I hear you on that. And, And we've just got to think about Canute himself as a character. Like, you know, can he with Everything that's happened to him, like be better than his father, mm-hmm. because indeed that seems to be the you know the common element between him and Forfin. And you might say, Well, how can Forfin be f- better than his father? Um, when his father was a uh, you know, wanted to espouse a pacifist ideology. And well, I know what, how you think he could, <laughs> I know what you, yeah, I know. I mean, <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the dark horse of the show, and I'm, I've got the uh, gray morality going on here, you know, but we'll see, we'll see. Mm-hmm. But like I say, you know, the Freya comparison. We're going to see some, maybe see some fucks up shit come from Canoe. And here's the thing. If he does do some fucks up shit, commits a couple of war crimes, maybe, you know, all that, sort, you know, wonderful Saturday morning stuff Mm -hmm. (laughs) that I don't, I don't mind that happening because it could very well be a great story point for him where he then realizes, wait, what have I done? Like my hands are stained with the blood of thousands. I
0: hope, I hope that's what happens. Like, I hope that he's not also a robot about it. And she's like, well, it's just, it's what all. Would canoe
1: would canoe pass the Turing test? Now, there's. A question. <laughs> I would argue. Yeah. I would argue in the earliest episodes he appears, in, I would argue he wouldn't because he doesn't fucking talk.
0: <laughs> oh, shit! This is like the burden, the burden <laughs> that people who make, uh, that build these kind of things, have to bear, and, yeah, I mean, I just heavy is the crown that goes on the head. <laughs> I know, and like. Yeah, that's what I want to see. It sounds awful, but, like, yeah, that's what I like to see from him. Is like, I want to see it tearing him up inside. I don't want him to just be, like, yes, like, of course this is what we're going to do. Like, I want him to be, like, wounded and everything. And then you pass on the kingdom to your successor, who never has to do any of that shit, who just keeps things running. Like, you bear all the sin and all the awfulness, and you take that with you to the grave. And you set it up. So this is me as a dad, right? Why? <laughs> That's me as, like, my fatherly instinct. Mm-hmm. Um, so, <clears throat> yeah, I, I do hope that uh, we see that, like, whatever Canute sort of chooses to do to make his kingdom, mm-hmm. that he's not, uh, you know, uh, less human. Mm, I agree. I agree.
1: Over to you, Doc. Have you got uh a talking points bring up?
0: Um and we kinda talked about a couple of the things I wanted to talk about, honestly.
1: Uh, I, um, I I stole your notes. I, I I flew over uh yesterday, snuck into your office before you even mm-hmm. realize it, nicked them and was back on a plane here, and I arrived just ten minutes before we started. And I'm not even jet lagged at all, folks. I'm just a miracle worker. The and sad Alderson- thing is,
0: I- is um you missed I sent you a text. That said I faxed them to you. So you didn't need to do all that. You used a fax machine <laughs> in two thousand nineteen? I'm what like a am prim- like I'm like a Premier League football club, still using a fax machine in fuck. 2019. Okay, fax
1: machine. What are you gonna do next? Send me a telegram with when we're next hosting our, you know, um four hundred like subscriber anniversary. Master of Martial Hearts, stop,
0: stop, 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 stop smoke signal, yeah so um, the beacons have been lit oh uh-huh. fuck me that's my favorite thing about a transfer deadline day in in the uk like the, the british football clubs or english football clubs it's like you know oh it's like 2 2 a.m british time and the, the deadline had already passed but we've got we, we've got a fax that have tried to have gone through before the deadline but it got you know fucked up but you I, see it here, so it says, so the deal has now gone through. I'm like, why are we sending faxes? I, I, <laughs> I
1: don't usually, if ever, talk about my work in public for a variety of reasons. I'll just say this fax is one of the banes of my existence at my workplace. And the sooner <gasps> that every fax machine gets shot into the sun, the better. I hate if you're them still, so if much. You're still, If you're still using it, fucking stop.
0: Jesus it's- Christ. Just scan and email that shit. Don't Create he, a system.
1: Yeah. Or I will fax you a scan of my fist, and you can then scrunch it to a ball and put yourself in the face of it for using such a piece of shit technology that's just completely out of date. How will I don't you scan why, of my fist? Why don't Why don't you like these Premier League fuckers? Like send the trans like the transfer documents on a fucking carrier pigeon. Fly, Artemis. Fly. Let us buy this player from this
0: club. Oh, I have to send it, off man. my my, you know, dark wood elf on horseback to light the torches, <laughs> to light the beacons of Gondor.
1: All right, okay, move away from facts. So yeah, did you have any? Do you have any talking points, Doc? Apart no. from facts, I have. No. I have one more. Okay. I have one more. All right, so let's talk. Like. If there's one thing about Vinland Saga that you and I were discussing precast is that there's a lot of points it repeats over and over again and often in different ways. Uh, mm-hmm. Where if we were doing this as like a retrospective podcast where it was just like one of our three hour ones, you know, we could probably like say, here's a thing and here's where it appears in XYZ, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of the things that reappears this time around through the flashback uh, with Four Kel and Fours and also continuing the fight between Four Kel and Four Finn. Um, is the idea of war-destroying families and turning them against each other. Because here's the thing, right? Do you not find it very, very sad that Thorkell, uh weeps about Thor's death because he didn't get the chance to fight him? As opposed mm. to, he's my family member mm-hmm. and he's dead. Is that not, like, really, really grim when you think about it? Now, I mean, yes. <laughs> yes, definitely. I mean, we could argue... Although there's no real hint of it, that maybe Forkel is lying when he says that. And maybe a little tinsy little part of him, right there, right there, you know, with his like, you know, third long or whatever, because he's just a fucking mutant. Um, you know, still his heart still beats a little bit for the loss of his like uh, nephew-in-law. Um, but then, of course, you know, For Faw- uh, For himself, like you know, I mentioned that shot before where he says what well, it needs to be a true warrior. Now Thor says like that that is because he doesn't need to fight. You know, he doesn't need to use his sword. But I think there's a second meaning to that that he might not have elaborated on so much, which was he found something he wanted to fight for finally that was very personal for him, like to care for his family. And it's not just a question of, like, fighting in wars, but, like, doing what is necessary to protect them. That's why he's taking Helga and Ilver away to Iceland, to get them away from all of this awful shit.
0: You know, I've been so curious why he doesn't say, like mention that, because I kept thinking... Like it's what you said, like that he will, that that will be what it's about somehow. You know, the sword that protects is the strongest sword or whatever. But like, he's staying on message the whole time, like, weapons, you don't need them. Don't need a sword. True warrior, no sword.
1: Which is why he still kept one in a chest in Iceland.
0: Well, hey, like you said, I mean, he's a human, right? I mean, he, he's not an idiot. He, he he was he was naive, I would argue. Well he has his like um things that he thinks are true, right? Mm-hmm. Um and then he's you know but he can't bear to, to let go of the past or his weapons, you know. Just like you could be a nonviolent sort of person, but then when it comes to your family safety, you know, you could, I don't know, keep a small cache of weapons in a safe in your home. I don't, mm-hmm. not speaking <laughs> from personal experience or anything like that. Oh, I, I totally,
1: I totally know you've got like the basement <laughs> from Tremors in your house,
0: the one that's got enough, the ones that have guns to outfit a small militia. Um, I don't, I do not own a gun, despite having fired one. Uh, I've, I've never owned a firearm. I have a baseball bat or two, but I do not yeah. own a gun.
1: Fair, is no. it, is it, is it a baseball bat that turns into a gun? That, <laughs> does, it, does the end of it pop off?
0: Uh, it, it's a, yes, it's a gun, but it only fires tennis balls so
1: that's okay that's okay (laughs) um and then there's also other things in this episode like let's go back to Thorfinn not telling Forkel about his father's history is that again because like you know he's embarrassed to say that his father just turned into a farmer when he was really a great great warrior because if you remember the whole reason he wants to fight Ascalad in a duel and simply not kill him in his sleep is because of that sense of honor tied into the idea of his father being a great warrior and he can't pass or process the fact that he was beaten. Like, mm-hmm. Hey, he was such an incredible soldier, you know, no man yeah. on earth could beat oh he got beat. That doesn't compute. That doesn't work. I don't get this. No I I can't I can't handle this. That's why I've got to beat Askald and prove that you know it was just a fluke. How
0: do, kind of think, how do you think how do you think Thorkel does Thorkel know Ascalad killed him?
1: I still don't I don't <laughs> think he did because I could I could say this right. Given how Given how like sore for is about not having had the chance to fight Force for one last time, yeah, I know full well that if he found out, he would have turned Ascalad into like you know ribeye steak. Totally, he would. He would like Askeladd you happy. So the chance. Happy. <laughs> you you denied me the chance to fight Thor's again, and you did it
0: for gold. Man, what we needed it. A...
1: Fu-? He, he would have smushed his head. He'd have taken his head and smushed it like a grape.
0: We needed a cut from when, you know, he says, I'm not going to tell you, you know, screw you, Thorkel." When, when Thorfinn says that. We needed a quick cut to lad going, Whew, thank Christ, <laughs> I live.
1: <laughs> I didn't realize we were going to see history's first documented instance of sweating bullets, but here we are.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Oh my so God.
1: look at the absurdity of all of this family situation that's going on here, where, like, two different generations... In fact, no, three different generations throughout the course of the episode, if you count the flashbacks, have been aligned against each other for various reasons, all relating to the the war that's been going on for so long and the culture that's so ingrained in them all of honor, tradition, and military service. Mm-hmm. And it's all left them with basically nothing of worth. Fourth him, he's got nothing but the clothes on his back and all he's done for the past eight years or however long is is have a murder boner for this guy. Great. What a fucking wonderful life that turned out to be. is dead for all his, you know, protestations that. And even before then, he realised how awful it was and actually took steps to get away from it. And Forkel, like... Forkel, like, he's enjoyed it, don't get me wrong. But he hasn't, as you say, been satisfied by it in the end because he couldn't figure out what True Warrior was. Mm -hmm. Like, he's had hints shown to him that there's a better way or at least a different way. Mm Mm-hmm. And, you know, all he has for it now is his like, you know, sadness he never got to fight for. It Like It was all worthless. And he's now actively trying to kill his fucking grandnephew. It's insane when you think about it. None and of this shit king, should be happening. Yeah, none of this shit should be happening. <laughs> I mean, I don't know about you, Doc, but when you're older and you have, like, a grandnephew of your own, are you going to, like, you know, go traipsy across America to murder him with two hand axes? I mean, it's good. I mean... You've got a couple of years now to get well, really, really swole. Uh, uh, you, you've got a lot, couple of years to get really, really swole and be like Thor is. How
0: old is Thorkel? He's in his 50s. <laughs> what? Yes, he's oh in his 50s. Oh That's amazing.
1: It's a... He really is Big Boss, because Big Boss could keep fighting until he was like his fucking 70s. Like so and he's still the great soldier. It's <laughs> old he, people. He know? really is. <laughs> Uh, So, yeah, again, villain Saga, hitting the same beats that it's done previously, but it's doing so in new and interesting ways, and continues to bring the absurdity of this whole nonsense to the fore. I really, really like all of this. Even, like, even Thor's a character whose purpose was... I mean, you and I joked way back in episode four that Thor's basically served the Obi-Wan Kenobi role of the mentor-slash-father figure who dies early to set the protagonist child character onto their path. Like, you know, we could joke about the trope of that all day. But they keep bringing him back, and they do so with new and interesting perspectives. Things that, like, you know, flesh out and enrich the relationships between the characters, even after he's long since, you know, been useful. I mean, hell, Forkel actually, he actually kind of his own way metacritics his own, like, you know, uh, <laughs> metacriticizes the show by saying, hey, the body might be gone, but he's still, you know, it doesn't matter anymore. He's still relevant. Yeah. And that's metacritic. true in the show. Yeah, he criticized his own show. <laughs> oh shit. Can you yeah. imagine Thorkel being a film critic? Bored now
0: Axe bro. Where's the where's the film Thorkell Twitter account? We have the <laughs> film crit hulk. Yeah, it would it would version. be it would
1: be it would be like that, wouldn't it? It really mm-hmm. would. It would be like constant use of caps lock, but it would also be really insightful.
0: Yes, it, it would be. It would be <laughs> hilarious and very, oh, very good. Oh dear. All right. Well, well that's my well, last. You, uh, oh, sorry. A question: How do you think um, how do you think Thorfinn is feeling about everything that's kind of played out in front of him? Because I don't think I have a great handle on much about him currently these days. Like, besides, of course, we all know he wants to kill Asgwide. We've known it forever. Um, but like, he's hearing about his dad and mm. his mom from his great uncle and we see his face soften a little bit uh and he is seeing canute this i mean he's seen him in front of his eyes go from a shrinking violet to like you know an incredibly bold leader like how do you think he's feeling about everything that he's that he's hearing and experiencing now i mean do you think hearing about his dad that way like makes him feel better and more proud of his dad do you think he wants to forget about his dad like how do you think he's feeling
1: i think it's maybe perhaps a bit of both of maybe that's what makes him so confused and angry like he has you know on the one hand he's all like you know hey you know i remember all the good things my dad gave me and on the other hand my dad failed and you know and all that i the problem is as i said before i think that the i think that the show struggles with a sense of focus on which character it wants to develop, and I don't think it handles necessarily giving more enough time to Thorfinn versus Canute, because it feels to me like we've gone very lopsided, like it was all Thorfinn, and then Thorfinn kind of became more of a passive, not passive agent, more like a background character, I would argue. Mm. Uh, Whereas, currently, uh, Canute has taken center stage. Um, So, I can speculate, and I think that it, because he is still young and he's still, like, you know, very much, like, filled with hatred for Askeladd, that his emotions and all that, like, he probably feels both, I would say, and they're kind of smashing against me, and he doesn't really know what to think. But that's the best I can speculate on. And I still think the show and the material would have been better overall if it was better at managing or doing time management with how much it gives to Thorfinn versus Knut. And when I say that, I mean, of course, also with bringing Knut in much earlier in his own plot line, which would then bring them together. Mm-hmm. that to me still would be the way that this material would have been better handled, in my opinion, rather than here's the person that's suddenly important because oftentimes that to me reads as, oh, uh, the existing character, I'm kind of done with them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Which obviously isn't the case, no. but it's the optics of it, of how it appears to us as the audience that mm-hmm. uh, can be quite say. And that's not to say that things aren't happening with Fall Him right now, but I think, again, what the show is trying to use him to do is to make a broader point about the absurdity of warfare and martial conflicts rather than it being necessarily a personal arc for him. That, I think, Mm. is what's happening here. Mm. Uh, The show is very macro in its nature rather than micro. Mm. Yeah. And that's Um... why it makes it difficult to read what his own thoughts are because I don't think the show's paying attention to that necessarily because it's got a different game plan in mind, which is fine. That's mm-hmm. absolutely fine. But, as I say, we've laboring under this impression of the show that it gave us at the very beginning, which was, this is in story. Whereas really, it's the story of one person in a much wider world, yes, and how that world is pretty effed up, to be quite
0: honest. It's Norway's story.
1: It's Norway's uh, story. <laughs> Norway's <laughs> saga.
0: I think, I guess, if I had to speculate, like, yeah, I think he's probably like he he being Thorfinn uh, is probably pretty single minded still uh, about Ascalad, you know, and entirely, I would argue putting putting everything else on the back burner as much as he can. I mean, I don't think. I want to know how he thinks about and feels about Canute, because that's, I mean, that's the best ship. Okay, let's be honest. Um, <laughs> like, but I just don't know that he thinks about him very much at the moment. You know, I think maybe he'll have the opportunity to do more thinking and be more reflective later. But, yeah, I think probably for now he's still pretty uh, Ascalad focused and everything else is kind of uh secondary but i I, i'm hearing about his dad i'm sure he felt pretty vulnerable for a moment there but then he's like no i can't feel this way i will not allow myself to feel this way we need to move on now
1: hmm yeah all right uh well that's all the talking points that i
0: have anyway for Mm -hmm. this episode but we do have one patron question uh oh good Um, Hold on just a moment here. Let me restart this video call because you've been dropping out a little bit
1: Okay All right, you did okay, okay So, our Patreon question this week comes from uh, Blinkaji, who has been our long-standing source of info on the actual source material for the manga. Uh, I would actually be remiss if I didn't bring up certain things that, before we get into this question, he noted, uh, such as how there were certain changes in the um, from the manga to the anime, in particular that flashback scene, uh, where Thorkel is much quicker on the uptake um, of Thor's leaving. Mm. Um, And I'm actually the opinion that change was for the better, in my opinion, because I think it ties into that idea that I had about like indoctrination. Um, that being said, that's just my reading on it, though. And that may not have been the intent of the creators of the show, and it may not indeed be the best thing for the show, but I think it helps sell what's going on here. Um, also, I should note, by the way, that the actual creators of Vinland Saga have tweeted out that they are, for the next five episodes, deviating a little more from the final mm-hmm. episode. Uh, what form that will take, I don't know, but I, again, as a big proponent of people like having more flexibility in adaptation, I think that that's a good thing that they're at least being able to do that. I'd rather um, I'd rather say, you know, sorry, I'm getting tongue tied I would rather, like, you know, a show fail creatively because they tried to do something different rather than it fail creatively because they had no latitude to make any changes whatsoever and they were too strict to the letter of the text itself. So even if, like, these next five episodes completely bottom out in terms of a massive dumpster fire, which I very highly doubt, by the way, but even if, um, even if that happens, I at least will appreciate them having the, the ability and the will to try and being allowed to do so. So, good shit. All right, anyway, patron question. Patron question from Blinkardi goes something like this. Where was the Bjorn? And what do you guys reckon he was up to this episode? All right. The great Bjorn. So, I have to answer this, actually, because I love coming up with headcanons for shit like this. <laughs> I love these kind of okay. questions. Okay. Um, the first thing I'm going to say is that he's in rehab. He's in he's in mushroom rehab, you know. He's tied up into a chair and he's having aversion therapy, where he is being shown like you know images of things like bunnies and flowers and whatnot. But then when a picture of a mushroom appears, he gets electroshocked. Oh my god! That's that's my first uh, thing on that. He's in rehab. Um, and then the second reading I have is that. Bjorn has been teleported to his version of Valhalla, which is of course the Mushroom Kingdom. So he's just making war on Toad and Toadette and all that, and he's having a great time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You can see Bjorn gain over that flagpole totally.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> <I>
1: <laughs> The teddy just dropped with you, didn't it? Oh. It really just hit you hard then. <laughs> I mean if Doc is a robot, he's having a he's having a, you know, a, a hardware error there.
0: Do you, want, oh, do, you want to
1: make, do you want us to be a crash report, Doc? Uh
0: something about a kernel. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um I could like someone draw me fan out of beyond just taking a giant bite out of Toad's head. Uh Yukinon, there is waifu Thorkel art. I believe I've retweeted it before. Oh my god. <laughs> um so that's when's, when's, Fa- when's Fa- in fake grand order? <laughs> Needless I mean, they happen, they, they,
1: like... they are running out of <laughs> mythological figures to use they at are. this point. They, are. they They have to start mining some other shit from somewhere. I'm surprised they haven't actually gone for more Norse stuff, come to think of it. So, I, I don't know when it'll happen, but I'm wagering we're going to get, you know, uh, sexy
0: sexy Lady Forkel, you know, including the beachwear one. That'll happen as, eventually as well. Anime surely has done Vikings in Space before. I, uh, wasn't that must.
1: technically Legend of the Galactic Heroes in some way? Kind of. We, well, that was more I mean, like uh, axes.
0: That was more like Nazis, right? Uh, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but they there was you know, Odin is is an anime about space and people in uniform. As to what else is about, I couldn't oh. tell you, despite having seen it, because it's so. Freaking boring.
1: Can I can I just say that if there is a Vikings in space anime, then they just need to be in the long boats like they normally are and look like they usually do, but with no explanation of how it works, like how they're in a vacuum. They're just literally rowing through space at light speed. Yep. And, so do you have an answer for Blinkaji's question? Do you have a headcanon of your own as I mean, where the ended up?
0: Where was he this episode? Um uh, nowhere. I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna say that uh he is off screen gathering uh horses together gathering sufficient stock of mushrooms um you know maybe like looting bodies getting armor basically preparing royal transport for his highness uh again stocked with enough mushrooms to get him all the way to gainsborough
1: hmm.
0: i think i think i'm going to go with that because that's the you, most sense the, you've taken the fun answers <laughs>
1: own fun answers. you could say that like you know Bjorn has just woken up at the start of Elder Scrolls V Skyrim <laughs> he's on the he's on the wagon mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in fact for, oh my god I've just I've just had the most amazing thought what if I did a let's play of Skyrim by playing played Bjorn in it where Bjorn the Dragon Bjorn there we go that's it mm-hmm
0: mm-hmm Dragon Bjorn I've, I've,
1: I've, I've just I've just dropped the mic on this entire show yeah uh, admittedly involves Todd Howard so maybe I shouldn't be so proud of that fuck's sake uh, anyway Todd if you want to send me your Bethesda money because I know that you know you like to pay people off for that shit then send it my way uh, anyway that brings us to the end of the patron questions um, mm-hmm. thank you very much Blinkology for throwing in there if you want to ask us questions about episodes as we do them week on week uh, then feel free to take a look at our patron that's patreon.com forward slash warrior uh, if you subscribe to the uh, is it the free Dalty or higher I believe mm-hmm. uh, you can ask us questions about both Finland Saga and also Show Sherlock and other shows we'll be doing in the future you can mm-hmm. indeed help decide what shows we'll be doing in the future, because that will come around uh, at the end of this year when we decide if we're going to continue Kabuki show or move on to a different show. Uh, and if you pay enough money... <laughs> what, were you, were, you, uh, were you not a fan of the itchy crotch jokes in this week's episode? Are you, or have you not seen it yet? Uh, Player M... Play
0: M. I don't know what Play M is. Play M. No, it's- oh. Oh, for you it's not backwards. For the stream it is backwards. It says, help me. Help me, because I've been kidnapped by- it. you've ruined the bit. You've ruined it. D- r- look. Doc, you need to change your language pack. You need to get it back <laughs> to English US.
1: I know that you're struggling with your newfound robot nature here, but oh, you need to yeah. accept it.
0: Updates are hard. Have you had the service pack yet? Updates are hard now. I need to I need to get
1: oh, on XP
0: professional. XP for-
1: <laughs> God, like, you really are gonna start malfunctioning. That's long mm-hmm. since our source. Um but yeah, do feel free to check our Patreon. There's plenty of other benefits as well. Um now with that, I suppose we should actually wrap up by looking at the polls as they stand. Now there were five this week. I've actually um, had my cre Oh mm-hmm. sorry. Go
0: on. Oh we did get a question in chat. Uh yes. That they uh, would like us to answer. So um uh what do we think Canute and Thor's have in common? Uh, why do they have similar eyes? This is by uh, AI, or is it AL? I don't know. The font is not good to me. Underscore. I know you'd recognize them over AI if you saw it. I know. But... <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying to not reveal their identity. No, so so so, why do we think Thorkel looked in Canute's eyes and said, uh, "You have similar eyes." Well, um, I think
1: I think it's a sense of determination.
0: Because <laughs> there was it, no
1: there was no like turning like fours around and certainly Canute doesn't like buckle in front of like four Cal, like even when he gives him like the, you know, mm-hmm. the Saitama punch.
0: <laughs> right. I think it is, uh, that they're both great individuals. I think like you said, that they're both determined to achieve, uh, that they both have very strong and like clear visions for the future that they want to make. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that those, the futures involve, uh, Sort of the eradication, if not like very minimized, like violence. I think they mm-hmm. want to make these uh, ideal futures for for people. Um, they want to make their kingdoms, like you have said, Shadon, and they want to make them uh, free from what they see as like needless war. They don't they don't find a need for weapons and war in in their uh, kind of utopic worlds. Mm. Um, And so I think those are the similarities, probably.
1: Yeah, I would agree. Alright then, so let's close out by looking at the polls then. Uh, So there were five this time around. I actually got some decent mileage out of this episode, all not least of which is questioning Doc's robotic nature. Is he more machine than man? I'm sure we'll find out in the coming week. Uh, But anyway, Finland Sniper episode 19, poll number one. Could Doc pass the Turing test? Nope. Lol. 100%. Thanks, alright. You all know, you all know. You're all Blade Runners. Well done. Just <laughs> please, please don't have like crippling, like you know, existential crises whenever you see unicorns. Just, just say. <clears throat> I've episode seen.
0: 19... Oh. I can't remember the speech. <laughs> I was gonna. Try oh,
1: to the... The, oh, the, oh, the most, the best scene in the entire film by the best actor in the entire film. Rest in peace, Rutger Hauer. Cute, you cue are the cue You, you are, you are missed. Mm-hmm. Uh, episode nineteen, poll number two. What are the odds of Shaden waking up on the roof of his house after getting obliterated on booze the night before? Uh, there were two answers for this one. Uh, the first one, which came in at 40% at the moment, is 100%. And answer number two, at 60%, is 99%. So I'm glad that people, like, currently are giving me a little bit more credit. Like They give me, like, long odds of not waking up on my roof in the morning when I get pissed. Thank you very kindly for everyone who voted for that answer. Uh, now for a more serious poll. Number three, if Fourkel ever found out about Four's perspective on what it means to be a true warrior, how would he react? 25% say he would lose his shit, 50% say given time he'd be okay, and 25% say he'd jump right on board. So we've got a little bit of a mix here so far, but mostly leaning towards the, it would take time, but he would get behind it in the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, poll four, when Asklad said he once played Shogi, he really meant 38% say chess, Zero no, percent.
0: That can't be true, though, because he says <laughs> it's it's not like shogi, because oh wait a minute, no, they are the same. Fuck, I've been... God damn it, I fucked that up. Do you need uh... a memory of prayer, Doc?
1: Do you want your more RAM?
0: Many errors firing off. No, like yeah, okay, never mind. Buy, you, buy but... yourself
1: an SSD for Christmas, my lad.
0: Because he says. If you take the king, you don't win, and that is what happens in chess and shogi. God damn it! Yeah.
1: Uh, and then zero percent.
0: F- please fire me. Trade zero in for a better model.
1: Zero uh, percent say mahjong. Twenty-five uh, percent say League of Legends. <laughs> <laughs> and thirty-seven percent. The thirty-seven percent say the current leader, Monopoly. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. I mean, uh. Orphan's been trying to roll a double for ages to get out of vengeance jail. It just hasn't happened yet. And the final poll, uh, episode 19, poll 5. Given his past duplicity, now there's a word of the day for you folks, uh, should Canute have killed Ascalad at the end of the episode rather than making him his vassal? And currently, with 100% the lead, nah, he can be trusted. As opposed to the other answer of, hell yes, kill the motherfucker. Wrong!
0: (laughs) He can't be trusted, but he is useful.
1: (laughs) Yep, he's a... The thing is, he's like a snake, you know. You know, keep him as a pet all you want, but they can and will bite you if provokes. So, just saying. But anyway, thank you everyone who's taken part in the polls thus far. They will remain up for the week, so do feel free to check them out. Give them a retweet, send them to your friends, get all involved in the conversation. The right answer for the first one is, of course, that Doc would fail the Turing test. He's failed it many times already today. Uh, otherwise, that brings us to the end of the episode, if I'm not mistaken.
0: Yes, indeed. Um... So, well, I guess we need to rate it still. Um, I, oh I'm gonna... shit, you're
1: right. I'm sorry.
0: No, that's all right. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna rate it. Uh, um, you know, four point two five. Um. Gouged eyes out of five. Wow.
1: So that's two blind people and one who's just slightly, you know, injured in one eye. Yeah. Yeah. Well, lucky, lucky him.
0: Put the shampoo in his eye, maybe. Yeah. Oh no, no.
1: <laughs> I mean, I have. Um, I once managed to. It, uh, unfortunately get like if it was mint shower gel in my eye, Oof. that shit burned.
0: Yeah, my shampoo is, is minty and like just having it like around my eye, like if it comes from my hair onto my forehead, my eyes start to be like no I mean, no <laughs> I mean screaming. my eye was like perfectly clean afterwards, it was great. Uh but <laughs> right after the searing agony
1: like subsided, it was fantastic. <laughs> um all right, so for my could part, eat off um, that eye. <laughs> really could have done. Um, so for my part, like I think again, this episode like it continues the themes, it continues to do them in new and interesting ways with the existing characters. uh we've got the end game in sight, things are starting to really kick into high gear, so that's good. um, I like the little details that happened here and there in the episode, so I'm actually gonna break with the usual tradition and race it higher than Doc did. I know I'm doing this that so- a lot lately. It's a red letter day here folks, like you know take take note here uh <clears throat> in the end. I am going to give this episode a uh, 4.5 4Kel taking a sitting break out of 5. Because <laughs> he just sits down. He just sits down with an episode like I need a seat. I need booze. And I get let's it for talk. Let's, let's you know, Uncle Thorkell's going to just yep. have a quick sit down chat with you. He's going to tell you the truth. Or well, thankfully he didn't make Thorfin sit on his knee
0: while he was doing that. Pour yourself a cup of lemonade while I do the story time.
1: Mm-hmm. Alright then. So yeah, that's that I believe.
0: Yeah, Um that brings us to the end of Kyoto United Front episode nineteen of Vinland Saga. Thank you, everybody out there for tuning in. Mm. As Shadan Thank Thank said, if you would like to uh be a part of our community, oh patrons, uh Waroidesho uh has a Patreon. It's patreon.com slash Waruidesho. Um and we got three tiers, all budget friendly, two, three, and five dollar. Um go to the page, check it out. Um, you know, if you just want to support us a little little bit and, you know, get into the discord, you know, you can get on the lower end of the, the tiers, but if you'd like to receive all kinds of bonus content, uh, if you want to kind of help us in the process of shaping content, um, you will want to go to the higher end of those and, uh, just to give a, a little brief sampling, like we've got uh, essays about uh, audio essays of things like uh, Tokyo Godfathers, uh, Spider-Man, we've got stuff on um, Akiken, uh, stuff is uh, forthcoming on all sorts. Uh, we're going to make an announcement on the After Hours podcast, which is our, um, uh, for all patrons, uh, I- I'm going to be announcing what we're going to be doing for the holidays um, some awesome specials coming out uh for patrons first mm-hmm. and eventually for everybody um for the holiday season um lots of good stuff to look forward to uh but if you you know uh, are not able to or don't want to support us financially first of all you're valid
1: that's cool that's we cool love you.
0: there's all kinds of ways you can freely support us by uh you know reviewing and rating our pod on Apple mm. Podcasts yes. uh that's still a place that people get podcasts. Um, we also have uh, a SoundCloud where you can follow us there and like our stuff, repost it and share. We've got Twitter, Gmail, Water we show, uh, search for that. You can get in contact with us. Um, you know whether you're watching this on demand or listening um, on demand, live, whatever. We love all of mm-hmm. you. Thank Indeed. you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much everyone. Mm-hmm. So um, Shadon, if people want to get with you directly. Uh, you know, how would they go well, about well, doing
1: well, that? Well, when, when they phrase it like that, uh, mm-hmm. you know, you just need you just need to buy me a decent pint first. Like, if you want to meet me in a bar somewhere and you want to get, you know, talking to me, you know, big illamorous and all that, buy me, a, like, you want to get, you know, just get me a decent pint of lager first. If you buy me a shit pint of lager as a drink, that's a no go. That's immediate write off. Just say no. I'm joking, of course, folks. If you want to find me, you can get me on Twitter at Shade and Ten Ten, and you can also find me similarly on Discord. If you want to, you know, message me directly, uh, feel free to team me up about anything and everything.
0: Uh, just don't buy me shit beer. Don't Please. do that. Never a good thing. Just saying. Um, and you can find me on Twitter at the Subtle Doctor. Uh, do at me about whatever. Uh, I'm always uh, game to talk. Anime, manga, all sorts of assorted nerderies, and uh, but with that, uh, I think we're going to close it out uh, so that we can get to recording our after-hour show for today. Hell yes, for Shadon. I am the Subtle Doctor. This has been a Watery Desh show, and remember, embrace each other, everyone, to the ends of the universe. Good night. <laughs>